0: How's it going everyone and welcome back to the number one Raiders radio show in the world or podcast in the world, whatever you want to call it. We are back. This is the Raiders Daily Podcast. My name is Stephen Michaels. Let's get right to it. We are only five days away from training camp. As you know, this training camp is going to be a lot more crazier than the past training camps. Because you have HBO there. Now, they haven't told anyone who they're going to be following for this show. If you're familiar with Hard Knocks, they usually follow three or four undrafted players. And they follow them around, see if they make the team, show them go home, go through all their struggles, their, their history, and things like that. Now, the Raiders have Josh Jacobs on their team, but... I don't know if they'll follow him. I mean, he has a great backstory. This guy was homeless at one point. So there's plenty of storylines for hard knocks. I mean, you had Von, you have Vontaze Perfect on your team. Enough said. You can center around the whole show around that guy and Antonio Brown. The thing is, I'm not so certain how much Antonio Brown will want to be on the show. We just don't know these things. We'll know it, obviously, this week. But we don't know it right now. Uh, All the guys who do the show, here's a little fun fact for you. All the guys that um, the cameras follow around, like basically 24-7, they sign NDAs so they can't tell media. Uh, Once they're on TV, obviously the cat's out of the bag and people can ask them questions or whatever. But they don't tell anyone right now. The players don't tell anyone. No one does. So, we'll see who they follow. I have a feeling it will be Keelan Doss. That's just my prediction. Uh, I think it will be him. Hopefully, they can get Josh Jacobs in there. Hopefully, we do get a lot of good stuff from John Gruden in training camp. That is the hope. But, no promises. Because, remember, John Gruden was not a big fan of this happening. He did not want to be on this show. So, I- you know, I don't know how much they're going to get of John Gruden. I'm sure they're going to get him yelling at players and things like that, but is he going to be 100% John Gruden? I don't know. You know, these guys, these coaches and the the players, they, they tell each other when they're mic'd up. You know, they'll, they're, they have little codes telling each other, hey, we're mic'd up, don't say anything stupid. Because... Listen, a lot of these players, you know, they don't talk like you see them on TV. You know, when they're talking to reporters, I can promise you, that's not how they talk in their private life or when they're talking to their friend on a team. It's just not the way they talk. These are regular human beings. Now, that being said, let's talk about this Oakland Raiders team. As you know, this is the last season in Oakland, barring something crazy happening. Which, you never know. I mean, something could crazy, I mean, anything could happen. But, I don't see it. As you know, the draft is going to be in Vegas after the season. So, it's just, it's a perfect storm for the Raiders to, you know, actually debut in 2020 in Las Vegas. But, that's a year away. We still got a season to play. We still got a head coach. You Raider fans have a head coach. That's on a 10-year $100 $100 million. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I hate when the pundits always bring up his, John Gruden's salary and how many years, but I do think after a while, even after a season, we do have to explore that just a little bit. We have to at least bring it up. I mean, we don't have to talk about it for 10 minutes. I don't plan on doing that. But, I mean, he was brought in to turnaround around this franchise. Now, we know he has a big ego. We know he wants to win with his own players. If you don't believe me, just look at the depth chart for crying out loud. He gets rid of anyone, basically, that was there when Reggie McKenzie was there. I mean, look at the turnover rate. It's incredible. He wants to win with his own players. I get that. I I said this on the Raiders Daily Elite Show, only for subscribers, that if if I was in his shoes, I would have, I think, honestly, I would do the same thing. I mean, look at me. You know what I mean? I I call myself the best in the world at Raiders Podcast. Obviously, I have an ego just like John Gruden, you know. Uh, so, I think I would want to win with my own players, too. Because if you're going to go down, if you're going to lose, at least you know, hey, I'm losing with the guys I brought in. And there's no excuses. You got to remember, John Gruden won a Super Bowl, yet something always hangs over his head. He did it with Tony Dungy's team. Now, I think that's ridiculous because Tony Dungy is the most overrated head coach in the National Football League of all time. This guy's overrated. He could not get to the big one in Tampa. They couldn't win playoff game. They just weren't good enough. They had no offense. They couldn't do it, so they brought John Gruden in, and John Gruden got Brad freaking Johnson to win a Super Bowl. Something Tony Dungy could have never have done. But John Gruden, to this day, does not get credit for that Super Bowl victory. And I know for a fact that drives him crazy. That's why he does not want to win with McKinsey players. He wants to win with his own players. He wants his own staff. All of pretty much Reggie McKenzie's staff is gone. There's a few guys left. Guys, you probably never heard their name. But like Tom Delaney, he's still around. There's a few core guys that are still around. But those are more like... Mark Davis, guys. To be honest, so that's how they're gonna roll. Now, like I said, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a crazy training camp. Five days it starts, um, but the pads and things like that that's when I really count training camp. I'm not gonna lie to you. The pads they don't come on until July 29th. That's when you know it really begins for me. July 23rd, the rookies and a few other players. They report to Napa. Then July 26th, the veterans report to camp. They do the conditioning test. They have these team meetings where they probably talk about me. I'm not joking. Uh, Then July 27th is the first day. Basically, a whole squad practice, but they're not in their pads during that day. But still, you get to look at a few guys here and there. Then July 29th is the first day in padded practices. And then on August 6th, that's the first of five hard knocks uh Hard knock hard hard knock shows. Uh that show uh I think it airs at 10 p.m. Eastern time, I believe. Um again on August 6th. And like I told you guys before. What we are going to do after every Hard Knocks episode, we are going to do a podcast. That's right. We are going to recap Hard Knocks. I'm going to be able to tell you what I saw in Hard Knocks and what I know personally. Remember, I'm not like any in Rappaport. I don't have all this inside information. I only get what's given to me. Uh, I'm a poor man Ian Rappaport basically, but you know. Take it for what it is. I'm more of an analyst. I know more about football than anyone that does Raider podcasts. This is not a fan cast. This is a professional cast. So let's just end it there. So anyways, so after Hard Knocks on August 6th, then August 7th through 8th is when it gets fun. That's joint practices with the L.A. Rams. Those are always fun. I'm sure there'll be something going on, even though both coaches are best friends. When you have Von Tej Perfect out there, when you have AB out there, there's going to be a fight. I promise there's going to be something going on out there, a scuffle. Something always happens. I remember, I don't know, it was a few years ago when they had uh, joint practices with the Cowboys and crazy stuff happened. It's the Raiders. It is the Raiders. That's what they're known for. That's why they got all these characters Then in. Richie Incognito. Speaking of which, Richie Incognito only suspended for two games. That's a good thing because if this guy is good, if he can be a starter, he's only going to miss two games and Denzel Good or whoever can play for him. And if Denzel Good is good, maybe they don't need Richie Incognito. That's something that ESPN, the talking heads, the dummies over there, they don't want to tell you that some of these guys, these high-risk character guys they brought in, like a Richie Incognito, like a Vantez Perfect, you name it, even, even Doug Martin, you know, Doug Martin squeaky clean, but even Doug Martin, these guys are not 100% going to make the team. It's not like, hey, these are the guys that are going to be on the roster. That's not the way it works. I mean, look at Doug Martin, for example. This guy's going to have to work his way into a job. There's no doubt about it. Uh, So I'll go over who he has to compete against in one second. Let me just finish this up. Uh, So anyways, after August 7th and 8th, joint practices with the Rams, like I said, then you get a preseason game against the Rams, Obviously, August 15th, they play the Cardinals on preseason. And then, of course, train, uh, tra- training camp. It, there's a break there after a final practice on August 19th. They come back and they play the Green Bay Packers on August 22nd in Winnipeg, Canada. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. That's just stupid. It really is. for a pre- I could see if it was a regular season game for a preseason game, it's crazy. Then August 29th, they play the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, and then August 31st, the roster must be reduced from 90 to 53 players at 1 p.m. We shall see what happens. I mean, there's going to be a lot of interesting cuts. And that's what I can get back to saying now. So you got guys like Doug Martin on the team. But remember, Doug Martin, I mean, he has a lot of competition, guys. Now, like I said, and I've said it before, Doug Martin had a hell of a season last year. This guy was the most underrated running back in the NFL last year. He was. I know when I'm saying this, some of you guys might be like, what is this guy, smoking crack? But look at the numbers. This guy ran for 733 yards, and he didn't even start the season. If any other running back did that in the NFL, if any other running back did that, I promise you, people would be talking about it. But because it's the Raiders, because it's Doug Martin, the national media, even the local media, they don't say a word about it. Seven hundred and thirty-three yards is a lot, and Doug Martin managed to do that. But Doug Martin, like I said, he has his challenges. He has Jalen Rashard, Chris Warren, DeAndre Washington. In that backfield. I mean, that's a lot, guys. You know, that is a lot. And Josh Jacobs, the rookie. You gotta figure Josh Jacobs is going to start, right? So then, who's your second? Do you go with Doug Martin? Or do you go with Jalen Rashard? Then your third running back, because I believe they're only keeping three. Then what do you do? You have Chris Warren. This guy looked like a beast last preseason. If he can get his head straight, get the pass protections down, I mean, I don't know how you don't keep that guy on your team. I really don't. So this is going to be crazy. It really is. I could see a world where, hey, Doug Martin does great, but listen, we're going to go with Jalen Richard, Chris Warren, and Josh Jacobs. That is a possibility. And the same thing with Richie Incognito, by the way, it's the same deal. It's the same deal. I mean if Denzel Good outperforms him, then they can release him. They don't it's not like they take a huge cap hit. There's really no there's no gamble really. There really isn't. The wide receivers, like I said, they are stacked at wide receiver. I there's so many wide receivers on this team, it's insane. I mean Antonio Brown, you know all the wide receivers. Ryan Grant, who I know Derek Carr really likes. I mean, you have so many guys, but I don't see guys like Keon Hatcher making the team. I really don't. Uh, I think it might even be hard for Marcel Aitman to make the team, to be honest with you. It's going to be tough for him. you got Hunter Renfro, who's a rookie. you got Tyrell Williams. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. The tight end situation, that's another one to look out for. That's going to be a lot of fun, the tight end situation. Remember, they still got Derek Carrier. I think they're paying him like $1.5 or $1.2 million. He's the most expensive tight end they have. But, you know, he didn't do that much last season. They're only keeping him on the roster so far, just, to, just in case. But he's got to be out, beat out Darren Waller, who the Raiders think can be pretty good. Not to mention no one's really talking about Luke Wilson. He's reuniting with Tom Cable, where he had his best season. Maybe this guy's the guy. Maybe Luke Wilson is the starting tight end. They got Eric Swoop. Now, I don't see this guy making it, but maybe he surprises people. But I just don't see it, to be honest. I really don't. And, of course, they got the rookie, Foster Moreau. Now, Foster Moreau, he's going to be thrown out there during training camp. He's a guy to look out for. Now, he's known as college, in college. It's as not as a guy who catches the pass. You know, not not that kind of wide receiver, tight end, but John Gruden's going to have him running routes. John Gruden's not going to have him just be a Lee Smith prototype. He is going to have this guy go out there and do what Darren Waller does, do what Derek Carrier does. Maybe it works out. If it does, then you have... Foster Moreau, Darren Waller, Luke Wilson. Where does that leave a guy like Derek Carrier? They could release him, and like I said, and save over a million dollars. Or, what if Derek Carrier goes in there and he outperforms everyone? And John Gruden says, I gotta keep the guy. That means, hey, you might have to cut a guy like Luke Wil- Luke Wilson. It could happen. It could happen. How these contracts are structured, I would not rule it out at all. The offensive line, like I said, they got so many guys in there. So they're going to be rotating a lot of people. I mean, there's so many guys. Some people you never even heard of, but a ton of guys. So we'll see how that all shapes out. But the defense, obviously, is going to be the biggest key. Because the offense, I feel like is going to be fine. I really do. I think Derek Carr is going to be fine. He's loaded with wide receivers. He has a good running backs. He has tight ends that seem like they, they're they going to be able to perform. If the offensive line can, you know, if Colton Miller can be good, then they're going to be okay. They really are. And if things go really wrong, okay, if things break down at left tackle, Colton Miller's ter- terrible, let's just pretend. He's struggling. Then they'll move Trent Brown to the left side. That's all they'll do. And the problem's... Solved. But they're hoping, since they drafted Colton Miller, that he is that left tackle, Trent Brown on the right side, and he's okay. Now people make a big deal, left or oh, he's not gonna be on the left side. Like, who cares? Either way, he's going up against a defensive end. It's either Von Miller or Cleo Ma- you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. Von Miller or Chandler Jones, either way, guess what? There's gonna be a good defensive end on either side of the ball. When the Raiders play on Sunday. So it doesn't matter which side Colton Miller is on. He's just got to go out there and do his job. He's got to protect Derek Carr. Derek Carr's got to throw it down the field with accuracy. And he's got to make smart decisions. And he's got to use his legs. I've been saying that now for a while. But it's the truth. I'm not a Derek Carr hater. I put down quotation marks because... For some reason, people call me that. I don't know why. Call me crazy. I want the Raiders to win. I guess that's a bad thing to some. But I think this guy can be alright. If he can't, guess what? The Raiders are going to draft a quarterback in the draft next year. That's just reality, guys. This is Derek Carr's year to show John Gruden he's the franchise. Don't tell me any different. If the Raiders win four games, they are getting rid of Derek Carr. That's reality. I don't care what he tells you. I don't care what his brother tells you. That is reality. And I do think he's capable of having a good year and being the franchise quarterback. I do believe that. But only time will tell. But the defense, like I said, that is going to be key Now, they did add some defensive ends, Uh, obviously. They got Alex Barrett over there, Barrett, however you say his name. Quentin Bell, you know, he's a, you know, he's a rookie, he's a seventh-round pick. We'll see what happens. We don't know. Max Crosby, we shall see. I'm hearing good things about him. Uh, But they did, you know, they did a load up on defensive end. A lot of people don't, you know, because they kind of went under the radar and did this. But remember... They drafted Clinton Farrell, okay? They got Arden Key still. That guy could have had 12 sacks last season if he could have just took the quarterback down. They have Josh Morrow. They have Benson Mayo. uh, They have guys there. You know, they they have defensive ends. They they have plenty. So, you know, I believe they have about six, seven defensive ends. So, you know, it's going to be competition. And I'll tell you what. These, you know, Clint Farrell's obviously only a rookie. But if you look at that depth chart right now, it looks a lot better than last season, you know, without Cleo Mack, obviously. It looks a lot better. I mean, last year, they had no one at defensive end. They had no pass rush at all. I mean, God bless them. Great guy. But they had Frosty Rucker. You know what I mean? I mean, they didn't have anyone. And in the middle of the defense, where I think this season... The Raiders could shine. Remember, they still got Justin Ellis. He's a leftover uh, from the McKenzie regime. But they got P.J. Hall. They brought back Jonathan Hinkins, which was a good idea. They got Mo Hurst. Now, we're all expecting. I think you Raider fans at home are expecting the same thing. We want to see a big jump from Mo Hurst from his rookie year to this year. I want to see Mo Hurst be dominant because I know he has all the physical tools to do just that. Can he put it all together and be that guy? Because I think there's a good chance he can. And obviously, they still got Eddie Vanderdose. He's a guy I could see the Raiders releasing, to be honest with you. I really could. Just because he was drafted by McKenzie. You know, hurt all last season. But like I said, they have P.J. Hall. They have Mo Hurst. They basically drafted his replacement last season, you know, or two years ago, whatever it was. But I could see him being released. I really could. We'll see with how the injuries, you know, all factor in too. Uh, we don't really know how he's feeling 100%. Uh, and then, of course, the linebacker situation. Like I said, Vontez Perfect is there. Don't forget about Jason Cambita. Don't forget about this guy, okay? Also... uh. Another undrafted guy, uh, T-Von Connie. This guy, he might be good. The Raiders are keeping him around for a reason. They got James Cowser. I think this is the year he has to show he can be a playmaker or the Raiders are going to move on. Same thing goes with Marquell Lee. The Raiders did bring in Brandon Marshall, who's expected to be a, to be a starter. Nicholas Morrow is still there, another guy who has to step it up in training camp. There's no choice here. They got to hear Whitehead, which, you know, I think he was awful last season. I loved the move at first when the Raiders first got him. I watched all his Detroit Lions stuff. And yeah, he missed some tackles here and there, but he was around the ball all the time. Last season, I'm not going to lie, he disappointed me. I hope he can get his mojo back. I hope he can be the guy I, I watched on tape. With the Detroit Lions, I hope he can be that guy again. If he can, the Raiders have a very, very good linebacker on their hands. They also got Kyle Wilbur, but uh, I can't see this guy starting. I, I just can't see it. Special teams, maybe. Uh, secondary, on Conley should start. Isaiah Johnson, a lot of people are talking about him, I guess, with the coaching staff. They like him, uh, and of course they got, you know, random guys, DJ Killings there, they got, you know, Isaiah Langley, I believe still, uh, Nevin Lawson, they got Dylan Maben, another guy to you keep your eyes out for, Trayvon Mullen, I I bet you, I bet you this guy, in some kind of role, will be on the field in week one, That that's my prediction right there. I don't know if he'll be number one corner. He won't be number one corner or number two corner. I think that'll go Gary on and Daryl Worley. But I think Mullen will be on the field in some capacity. We shall see. Uh, you know, and you got Nick Nelson. Nick Nelson is another guy. Started his rookie year. You know, played a lot. Obviously, in his rookie year, didn't play that well. I want to see this guy take the jump. I want to see this guy play so much better than he did last season will he do it we don't know but that's what I want to see listen in my mind if you get drafted by an NFL team I don't care if it's one through seven that means you are one of the best in the world I expect you to play like one of the best in the world I expect you to be one of the best if I'm drafting you so the Raiders drafted a guy I have high expectations That's the way I am. I'm sorry if people don't agree. Uh, And With the secondary, safeties, pretty simple, really. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Lamarcus Joyner, Jonathan Abraham, I think, is going to be a starter. I don't see Carl Joseph being a starter. I really don't. I think he's going to compete with Curtis Riley, but I don't know, man. I mean, a lot of their packages, they do have three safeties on the field, so I guess... You know, he could get his way on the field that way. But, you know, when you have Lamarcus joyner and you drafted Jonathan Abraham, you do not put your fifth year option on Carl Joseph. It's kind of a you know, you can kind of see where that's going there. Then of course, to wrap us all up, the kickers. Johnny Townsend still on the team. He sucked last season. Maybe he get maybe he looks better somehow this year. But wow my seven-year-old can kick a ball farther than that guy his punt was for 20 yards he was the worst punter ever now he has some competition aj cole baby wrestling reference uh but listen i I don't know how aj cole doesn't win this job johnny football townsend is terrible maybe he got better in the offseason we will see. They have their kicker in Daniel Carlson. So that's just going to be their kicker. Unless he bombs out in preseason, then they scramble around and look for a, another kicker, obviously. Also, uh, before I end the show, I did forget to mention with the tight ends, they do have Paul Butler still on the team. The guy's jacked. I mean, he is. He's been putting the work in in the offseason. So who knows? Maybe he comes out and he impresses the hell out of everyone. He is so much bigger than he was last year. I mean, if you could see photos of this guy, this guy's put the work and I hope it translates to the field because he's a good guy and I'm rooting for him. Also, they do have Eric Harris. Uh, I just want to throw his name out there for the safeties. Uh, great guy. Another great guy. I don't know how much... You know, I don't know how he can get on the field. You know, with Carl Joseph, with Abram, with Lamarcus Joyner. But special teams guy. I still think he makes the team regardless. But that's it. We will see uh, what happens on Hard Knocks. Um, we'll find out. You know, like I said, we will, and I will do recap shows after that is done. All right, guys, that is it. I know it took me a while. I've been busy, but I am back like I said, after every Hard Knocks episode, expect a recap show right here. You can support, if you're listening to this on YouTube, a lot of people do obviously, you can support me. There's a link below. Um, I don't care if you like or subscribe. I don't get paid by YouTube, so I honestly don't care. I guess you should subscribe so you can know when new episodes come out, because I do upload them on there, but it, I make no money off YouTube, just to let you know. So it makes no difference to me. Go listen to, I'm on everywhere. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Google Podcast. I'm on your Amazon Alexa. Just say, play the Raiders Daily and I'm there. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. My name is Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily.